0: Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The O.C. Movement. Good morning, Movement Church. Oh, it's so good to see your beautiful faces. Most of you look so much better than last week. I'm proud of you, doing great. In fact, the person seated next to you actually looks even better than they did last week. Do me a favor, turn to somebody on your right or left, give them a fist bump, tell them they look amazing. I heard a husband say, "You always look amazing." That was smart, smart husband right there. But he wasn't talking to his wife. That was weird. No, I'm kidding. Man, we're, we're excited about today. We're in uh, week two of our series called Falcons and Unicorns, and uh, it's a random name, but it's great meaning to it. Before I dive in and go any further, I just want to tell you about something that's very near and dear to my heart that we do on a consistent basis here, and that is a connect group called Alpha. And it starts at the beginning of every semester of connect groups, but we do it here on location to remove as many hindrances and hurdles from people going. And let me tell you where where this would be good for you. If you're here and you're new to faith, or you have questions about what our faith is, or maybe you're here and you're not even sure you believe in God, this 10-week course would be one of the best decisions you could ever make as it unpacks the biblical foundations of the truth that we believe, and and it's one of the reasons why we put it here on site is so childcare is available to you, and so it's starting today at what time, Chris? At eleven o'clock today, and it's right out here, I believe, uh, in next to Next Steps uh, booth area, and I'm telling you, you want to make it make it happen. It's it's probably one of the best decisions you can make if you're not really sure, or you're trying to understand more, or again, even if you don't know if you believe. I'm just telling you, it'd be one of the greatest decisions you could do for your faith and allow God to kind of open up the doors to the fullness of his plans for you. So I want to just encourage you, if you've not started or if you're thinking about it, it would be worth the decision uh, to be a part of. It's going to be amazing. Well, can we dive into week two of our series today, Falcons and Unicorns? If you missed last week, man, you missed almost everything everything. Your life is incomplete. My wife preached. She dropped bombs and she really unpacked the heartbeat behind falcons and unicorns. This is a series about how to deal with the people in our world, how we can celebrate our differences while still embracing our strengths. You see, God intricately created you and me and strategically with differences, but our differences are not deficiencies. They're part of his design. However, when it comes to how we interact with people in relationships that we have, whether it be with our spouse, the person that we're dating, our neighbors, our coworkers, the people that we don't like, it's the differences that tend to rub us the wrong way, make us frustrated and angry. But really, if we understand and unpack what God is doing, we begin to discover, oh, God was specific about this. He did this on purpose and there's meaning behind it. So last week, Megan challenged us to, to really begin celebrating the strengths of others instead of always pointing out their weaknesses. Anybody can point out someone else's weaknesses, but she challenged us to celebrate their strengths while exploring and acknowledging our own weakness. To start here and see, what well, what do you want to do in me first, God? And then she really challenged The last point she, she preached was, and once we've acknowledged our weakness, now we got to do something. And she said, man, we got to start changing. And and that doesn't mean you have to change in one day, doesn't mean you have to change in one week, but begin the journey to allow God to do something new inside each of us. Learning to embrace our differences is crucial. In fact, a gentleman named Daniel Siegel, who was a professor of clinical psychology at the UCLA School of Medicine, he said this, the brain is a social organ and our relationships with one another are not a luxury, but an essential nutrient for our survival. There's something about our connection with each other that is not just a good thing, it's a crucial thing. In fact, psychologists have discovered a neural link between physical and social pain. There's actually doctors at John Hopkins University that reported and discovered a rare but lethal heart condition that's referred to as stress cardiomyopathy. I think I said that correctly. I feel really intelligent right now. (laughs) Stress cardiomyopathy, but it's actually known as the broken heart syndrome, that literally can become lethal. It has symptoms that are very similar to heart attacks, but it actually begins to cause wear and tear on the heart that can lead to death because of heartbreak. And we saw this firsthand when we lived in Arizona. By the way, I'm fighting a cough, so I might cough a lot. So if I do cough, turn away, because who knows what's going to fly out of my mouth. <clears throat> we were pastoring in Arizona, and there was a, an elderly couple there and uh, he, his health had been declining for about 10 years, and they had been married for, I think, uh, upwards of 55 years. They were in the later seasons of life, the cutest little couple. He had a hover round, so it was always scary when he would come into church because he was like a scary driver behind that thing. And his wife, who was in her uh, early 80s, was in the choir just going to it. Yeah, uh, like this right here. And uh, she developed dementia and within three days passed away terrifying and just horrible. And, and so here's Larry left, 55 years married, already had declining health, and his wife passes away. And literally a month to the day after she passed, he passed away. And I just, I get that, right? Because there was a connection between the two of them that was so profound that it actually affected his physical health. And I just think that we, we've got to land on the fact that we need each other. We, we need each other. And even though the people that we need the most usually cause the most pain and suffering in our life. <laughs> right? Can, oh, can I get an amen? <laughs> yeah. We, we need each other. In fact, Jesus repeated this over and over throughout his ministry in John 15, 12. He said, this is my commandment. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. If Jesus says, hey, this is my commandment. Hey, this is so important. I'm not just going to say it's kind of mildly important. This is a commandment that you love one another as I love you. And I just feel like we've got to figure this thing out or we're going to be in trouble. I don't think we have an excuse to say I'm strong enough, I don't need people. And I don't think we can make the excuse I've got enough people in my world. I think we've got to constantly be learning about ourselves and how to love people better. Let's dive in. Can I pray before we do? And, and here's what I'm going to pray as I do all the time. I'm just going to pray that God would open our hearts and our ears to hear and receive. And, and, and this isn't for your spouse. This isn't this message is not for the person seated next to you. This is for you and it's for me. And I think if we're open to it, God's going to do something awesome. Amen. Let's pray. God, we just thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're up to something big. And, and we really just lean into you. None of us have this thing figured out. None of us have got the whole relationship thing down. None of us know how to interact perfectly with others. All of us struggle with this, God. So I pray today you would help us to lean in and help us to see the fullness of who you are and what it is that you want to do in and through us. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said. That just means I agree. And I love student movement. So thank you for that. Come on. Can we give it up for David and Bianca who did a great job and our student movement team? and. Man, they had that bake sale last week, and it was insane, and I saw some of you carrying bags full of goodies, uh, so we're grateful for that, but listen, there's, even in this room right now, there are different types of people. Uh, How many of you in here are extroverted? Would you raise your hand real quickly? Yes. The extroverts are always like, oh, that's me. I'm extrovert. Look at me. I'm talking. Hello. You just love to hang out with people. You never meet a stranger in any room you walk into. It's like, hey, I'm here, people. What's up? This is my favorite thing. How many of you are introverts? Would you raise your hand? They're like this, like, oh, gosh, stop looking at me right now. You're least, literally, I just saw somebody go like this. Like, I could see your hand, like, Your least favorite time every Sunday is when we say, hey, the greatest things are seated next to you right now. Turn to your neighbor on your right and your left, and you're like, I hate this moment. <laughs> Please don't ask me to talk to people, right? And how many of you in here are external processors? Like when you think you have to be speaking, like you have conversations with yourself and you're good at it, come on. How many of you have arguments with yourself? Be honest right now. Like you're just like full-on arguments in the car, and you're ready for whoever, say something say something. And how many of you are internal processors? Like, you got to think and, and be away from people. Don't look at me while I'm thinking. Don't talk to me. I, again, you're just kind of slowly raising your hand, right? You get around external processors, and they blow your mind. You think they're insane, right? Like, why, why are you talking right now? What you're saying doesn't make sense. And they're like, but I'm thinking, and it's just great. And then you internal processors, you, you go away, and you arrive at a conclusion, and then you never tell anybody, like four months pass, you've already moved on and the extrovert is over there just going, Do you hate me? And the, no, I told myself I love you and that was good enough, right? <laughs> so these all these things going on inside of us on a regular basis. It could be your spouse, it could be your friend, your coworker, it doesn't matter who it is and And so this week, I want to unpack some practicals on how you and I can create healthy interaction with the people in our world. Now, this matters to Jesus, right? I just read a scripture, but in the same book, in another chapter, he reiterates the same thing he said in the scripture I read prior. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, he says, so now I give you a new commandment. Here he is again. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. Look at what verse 35. It says this. For when you demonstrate the same love that you have. Hold on. For when you demonstrate the same love I have. It's cut off on my screen. Let me read this screen. Here it is. For, so I give you a new commandment. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know what? That you are my true Followers. So now not only does Jesus say that we need to love each other, but he also illustrates that if people are going to recognize we're followers of Christ, it's going to be because of how we interact with each other. Wow. And I think the key word here is demonstrate. In other words, to express and to be loved to each other, not just say the words, I love you. So we see this physical need for interaction. We see an emotional need, and now we see a spiritual need. You and I need people, but not just the presence of people in our lives. And that's what we do. We, we think, oh, I have people around me. I have people in my proximity. So therefore, I have strength in relationships, my friends or my coworkers, my neighbors, maybe even my spouse. And I equate often their proximity to me to the strength in my relationship. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Let me illustrate. A few years ago, I, I was in L.A. and I got an opportunity to have coffee with Chris Hemsworth. Anybody know Thor? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he's he as beautiful in real life as he is on screen. I'm going to throw that out right now. And so we had a chance to have coffee. He got an iced coffee. I got a honey vanilla latte because at Earth Cafe, that's what you get. It was an amazing time. And, and what's interesting is he had no clue I was there. We just happened to be in the same coffee shop. <laughs> he had no clue I was there. I did. I was watching every move, counting his breaths and everything. And, and we do the same thing in relationships with people. We just think that because we engage in time or proximity that it creates strength. You see, you and I were designed for authentic connection, but we've replaced it with shallow interaction. You were designed for authentic connection, but we've replaced it with shallow interaction. Authentic connection is having people in my world who who literally know me and they know what's going on with me. They know my kryptonite. They know everything that's in my world and I know everything that's going on in their world and we're encouraging each other and building each other up and praying for one another. That is authentic connection. So let me tell you what the linchpin for authentic connection is. It's communication. And we actually have to have communication. Now I'm I'm not talking about information exchange. Because that's the same thing as shallow interaction. I'm talking about communication that leads to growth. where We're learning about each other, and I'm learning about myself so that I can grow. You see, God placed you in the sphere of influence and in the relationships that you have on purpose because you have something that they need, and they have something that you need. And when it comes to communicating with people in our world, you need to know this. There are four dynamics taking place on a regular basis. You don't have an option. This is part of how you and I are wired. So I want to unpack these dynamics today because when they are unhealthy, they create gaps in our ability to connect authentically. Is that all right? Four dynamics at work in every interaction we have With every person that we meet every single day of our life. Are you ready for the first dynamic? Today I'm going to refer to it as the dinner table. The dinner table. We're all in this together. These are the common things that that which we both know about each other. We, We know about these things. They're not hidden. It's not secretive. These are the things. I know that when the stress comes in, she's typically going to act this way or get abrupt or become rude or get quiet and reserved or I know that he has a a difficult time expressing his thoughts or his feelings or she has no issue talking whatsoever. I know that when she feels attacked that she might throw spears or statements that are meant to hurt me and so these are things that we know about each other maybe your co-worker, maybe your spouse, maybe your parents, maybe your child you know these things about them and They know the same things about you. We know the hot topics and the source subjects, the questions to ask, and the right way to ask them. The second dynamic that's at work in every interaction with us is what I'm going to refer to as Instagramming. Everyone say Instagramming. Instagramming. Now, Instagramming, this is when I know the full story, but you don't. I know the full story, but you don't. No one ever rolls out of bed with puffy eyes, stank breath, and nappy hair, and then takes a selfie. Right. Right. Ever. You've never done that. You know the right angle of your face and how to put the tongue to the top of the roof of your mouth so it pulls that chin up. Can I get an amen? And, and you're like this. You stand like this, and in the picture, the camera's up here, and the light is coming from over on the eastern face to make sure, oh, that's natural. You can't even breathe anymore because your body's contorted. Man, my jeans are climbing up my calf muscles. (laughs) You take the perfect picture and then you hashtag, my life is accidentally awesome. (laughs) Hashtag, I want you to think everything's great. Hashtag, please don't ask me real questions. Instagramming, we do this in interactions with every single person we meet. We share only 50% Of what's really going on or what I think only 75% or maybe even only 90% rarely do I ever want to share everything how I feel about perhaps our physical intimacy within our marriage or about your leadership or the character of my co-worker and the the shady things that I see or maybe your parenting or how you talk to me there's things that I I just don't fully share There's a reason if you go to court to testify, they have you raise your right hand and swear on the Bible to tell the truth and the, and nothing but the, why? Because we have perfected being partially truthful. We've perfected it. We're good at it. So the third dynamic at work in every interaction that we have is what we refer to as the blind spot. This is what I have no clue of, but you do. So we have a sleep mask because these are things that I'm asleep to. It's, it's constructs of communication which I'm asleep to. Things like my facial expressions or my body language or the ways that I react in conflict but I may not quite realize. When we first got married, my wife and I, I, I would say things to her and she would go and roll her eyes. I'd go, hey, you just rolled your eyes at me. She goes, oh, I did not either. I was like, you did it Again. Every time you roll your eyes, I feel like I'm a complete idiot. Well, that's so silly. You did it again. I don't know why my voice is cracking. I didn't realize that I have a tendency to get intense. That was far too much laughter for that statement. I had no clue. Finally, my wife was like grabbing my leg, not in a fun way, underneath the table and squeezing it. She's like, and I'm like, am I, am I being intense right now? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being all the way full bore, one being not at all. Give me like a feedback and a couple people are like a five, six, or somebody in the corner in the fetal position rocking. <laughs> 10 out of 10, I'm like, I'm like at negative four right now. This is her blind spots. The fourth component of every interaction is what we call untapped potential. These are things that you and I have not experienced yet. They're just waiting to be discovered. This is where the sky is the limit. and We don't know what's on the other side because you and I together have not discovered this component of what our interaction can be like. So let's take a moment and look at how unhealthy patterns emerge in our interaction with people. And why, the reason I say patterns is because you probably fall into, not that was polite, you fall into one of the next three categories I'm going to talk about. So don't identify your spouse, don't identify your friend, but just think, wait, which one of these is me? And the reason I say patterns is because it becomes so normal for us that it is just a part of how we interact with people. So let's look at these unhealthy patterns, because I feel like if we can break that pattern, we can engage in interaction in such a better way. So one unhealthy pattern is what I'm going to call the Katie Couric. Everybody remember Katie Couric? A special one-on-one interview with Katie Couric? And it's like an interview process. I just love hearing about what you're talking about. I want to get, I'm asking questions. I'm asking questions about what you feel about our marriage and I'm asking questions about your day and I'm always trying to find out on a regular basis. I'm great at listening and I'm great at, at just trying to understand who you are and what's going on in your world. The challenge is I rarely, if ever, offer my thoughts or opinions So, I'm really good at getting information from you and asking about what's going on in your world, but I don't really offer up what I'm thinking. And usually, only two things will make me share what I'm actually feeling. One would be a nagging or a prodding loved one who just is relentless about asking me over and over and over again. Or, number two, is when the crap hits the fan. When everything breaks loose and I've got so much pent up. And then, and even only then, it's usually just partial. I'm partially shared or I'm chocked full of rage that it doesn't even make sense what I'm saying or I'm sharing and the whole time I'm thinking, I just wanna stop talking. So the Katie Couric is when I'm, I'm getting information but I'm not giving information and my main focus is just to keep the peace. And so then I hold off on giving uh, information because I'm worried about how you will view me. I'm worried about what you will think about my feelings and my opinions I'm concerned that if I share what I'm really thinking, you may not love me the way you have before. You may not be interested in a friendship with me, but as you were before, I'm so terrified that if I share what I'm really thinking, this interaction will come to an end. And as a result, the people in my world, they never quite know where they stand with me or what I think. And that causes people to stop trusting. So there's no longer authentic connection. And the people in my world, it will eventually put up walls of resentment. And it will just be limited to shallow interaction. Another unhealthy pattern is what I'm calling seagulling. Seagulling, where you swoop in, poop on everything, and swoop on out. <laughs> blow in, blow up, and blow out. Like, just boom! All of a sudden, bam! They're here. I love to share my opinion. My opinion is always right. And Some of y'all are thinking, yeah, that's, this sounds great. What's wrong with this? But then it appears that I just don't care about you or what's going on in your world. And and I'm known to lash out and just I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking right here in this moment. And it's one way communication. It's just me telling you everything that I think. I'm not hiding anything. I'm telling you what I'm thinking. And the challenge is now you're terrified to actually share anything that you're thinking because I'll probably argue it down. I have been known to seagull one or two times in my life. (laughs) I am probably argue it down. I'll tell you why you're wrong. I'll get louder or maybe even offensive with my words just to get you to stop talking. It's not a two-way interaction. It's a one-way interaction. And then I create a cycle of poor behavior. I'm just sharing my feelings. I'm just spitting the truth, as some of you like to say. And then the people in my world are walking on eggshells. They're terrified to speak up or to say anything like the victims of a drive-by shooting on a regular basis. The way I say it is it's like a a trail of bloody carcasses left in the wake. Swoop in, share my feelings, and swoop on out. And people are like, I I just can't even really trust you. I I don't know what's coming around the corner. So then in all three of these dynamics, the one common denominator is that there is a lack of trust. So I'll share everything about my opinions with you, but you aren't going to tell me anything about me. So the blind spots in my life are huge, probably because I'm convinced that you're wrong anyways. Another unhealthy pattern is what we refer to as the turtle. Everybody say the turtle. The turtle because all the extremities are pulled in. I got, I'm just like hiding out. Don't ask, don't tell. I don't share how I feel about it any scenario that we're facing or the struggle that I'm walking through. I don't really share full opinions with you. I don't I don't really know how you'll respond if I share my, my thoughts. But at the same time, I'm not going to ask you for feedback because I'm not sure I'm ready to hear what it is that's going on in your world or to understand more. I'm, I'm terrified you might show me a blind spot and I'll crumble and can't handle it. And I don't know if I can handle what you might say and Man, as a turtle, I just don't really know much about myself, nor do you. I just kind of created this persona that doesn't want to make waves. No one in, no one out, which means that people in my world just don't trust me. Does this make sense? These are happening. You, you fit into one of these three categories. You, you do. You, you can't change that. Well, you can change that, sorry. Because the hope is that we have transformational communication building authentic connection. I think that's worth writing down. Transformational communication building authentic relationship. Let me tell you what transformational transformational communication is. It's communication that translates into personal growth. It's this concept that, hey, let me explain kind of how it works. It's this concept that, that you know what's going on with me, and I know what's going on with you, and we're learning and growing in the process. It's where I say, I'm no longer going to Instagram in this life, not like the actual Instagramming, but I'm going to practice. Everyone say practice. No, no, say it like you mean it. Say practice. All the men say practice. All the ladies say practice. That was weird. Don't do that ever again. Here's what we're doing. I, I'm going to practice. Healthy, full disclosure. Those are important to write down. And I put a period after each one because all of them are essential. Practice, meaning you're not going to get this right the first time. It takes practice. The second is healthy, meaning you don't just get to, oh, I'm not going to Instagram anymore. I'm just going to give you full disclosure and tell you everything I think right now. It's 12 p.m. and uh, you're on your lunch break and I'm not going to see you for two days. But it doesn't matter. Are you tracking me? Practice, healthy, Full disclosure. So if you tend to be the Katie Couric, you tend to do the interview, or maybe you tend to be the turtle, you just need to know this, the timing will never be perfect. Yeah, you're waiting for the, well, he just had a bad day. I'll talk to him tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, well, we just had a party. Don't want to bring it up. It'll spoil everything. And, and then like three weeks passes. And you're like, well, it's been too long. We probably shouldn't talk about it now. And then the same thing happens again. Like, oh, I'll talk to him tomorrow. But oh, it's a, the timing's never going to be perfect. Apparently, I'm speaking to some people who know what I'm talking about right now. The timing is never going to be perfect, so be bold. And listen, make it a question. Hey, can we just chat? Changes everything. Now, hey, I need to talk to you right now and get prepared. You know what I'm saying? Nobody responds well to that. But hey, can we just chat? I'm struggling through some stuff, and I need to talk to you about it. That's disarming, healthy, full disclosure. If you tend to seagull, how many of you, just be honest, I'm going to keep my hand up, tend to be the seagull in in a relationship or interaction. Thank you for being honest. There's about 17 of you that need to raise your hand, but you're not. (laughs) So we're praying for you. So if you tend to seagull in the environment, then, hey, you need to slow down and breathe. Everybody take a deep breath. (sighs) Count to (laughs) 482,000 and then run a marathon. And then listen, because you thought you listened, but it was 0.7 seconds. Can I get an amen from some people who have some seagulls in the eye? <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's something I think is some of the best advice I've ever been given. You, you need to get the lay of the land before you change the lay of the land. So, so lean in and ask some questions. Hey, help, give, give me some clarity. What's, what's going on? Or why, why, are you, why are you upset today? What's, what's the deal? And then listen. Everybody say listen. Listen. listen, listen. Yeah. Just listen. Can you see how this would impact some of the, the, the work relationships you have with people? Yeah. Maybe the relationship you have with your kids. or Maybe the relationship you have with your parents. Wow. Is just listen. And then all of us need to take off the sleep mask yeah. and practice. Everyone say practice. practice. Now say it like you mean it. Say practice. practice. All the guys say practice. Not you ladies. That was weird earlier. I practice listening to healthy feedback, listening. You know, I was uh, hanging out with my, my youngest daughter on Saturday, and uh, I just was like, hey, let's, let's just chat for a minute, real talk, real talk. And, uh, and she goes, okay, what's that mean? I said, oh, that's a good question. That means we're going to be open and honest, full disclosure. Okay, great. I said, what's it, what's it like to be parented by me? And she goes, it is awesome. I said, that's why you're my favorite. <laughs> And uh, it is awesome. And I was like, "Okay, tell me why." And she gave me like three or four different great things. I'm really good looking. I'm extremely strong. I'm very. Why'd you say? Oh my gosh, said, that was what she said. I'm just telling you. And so, and then she gave me all the things that that are that she really valued. And I was like, "That's great." I said, "Okay, now tell me." Full disclosure, real talk. What what's challenging about being parented by me? Well, sometimes you're intense. <laughs> I said, "Grow up." Sometimes you're intense. I said, okay, what's that like? And she, like, in the most mature 10-year-old way, just unpacked. I got an education in being a better dad yesterday. And can I tell you, can I be full disclosure? I wanted to tell her why she was wrong. (laughs) I knew I was going to preach this message today. This was yesterday. And I I just breathed. I was like, (sighs) And we just listened, and it was awesome. And you know what she did? She goes, okay, same question to you. And I thought, ha, I want to be like you when I grow up. I said, it's horrible being your dad. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So we got to take the sleep mask off and start listening to healthy feedback. And I want to just encourage each of you, look at me in the eyes, to initiate feedback by inviting it. Just start, hey, Maybe some of you husbands need to talk to your wife and go what's it like to be married to me? And maybe some of you you that coworker that drives you nuts, maybe tomorrow you need to go hey, what's it like to be a coworker with me? You see what I'm saying? I just wonder what would take place if we invited a healthy feedback. I, I here's the deal. You we don't have to have the answers all the time. And, and and listen, as much as you might think you are, you're not always right. I am, but you're not. <laughs> We, we need people in our life, and they need me. So put that up, the hope. Put that diagram back up one more time. Because look at what takes place. This is my favorite part about how this interaction works. The dinner table is growing, which means that all of us are beginning to discover things about ourselves. I'm learning, and you're learning. We're growing in this relationship now, Right? The dinner table is huge, and and Instagramming is is slowing down because the more I share with you, the more I trust you with me. That's what we really have a hard time with, isn't it? Trusting you with me. What if you see behind the scenes? How will you respond? What if you get to know the the me who was rejected by a a boyfriend in high school and has stuck with me ever since then? What, What if you get to know the me who, who, my father left us and my whole life I felt unnecessary and unneeded and unwanted and what if you get to know that real me will you stick around or will you leave too that's the reason so many times that we, we don't engage is because we're terrified of what people will do say or think if they get to know the real me but as we learn to share and listen this trust begins to build and I begin to trust you with me and vice versa. So the dinner table is getting larger and larger and I, I slowly f- feel, no longer feel the need to Instagram. And I, I'm taking off the, the mask because I, I want to learn about me, but look at the best part of this diagram is the unknown is shrinking. So we're stepping into and realizing the potential on the inside that could have never been found except for in our interaction together. That's why we say the term all the time, we're better together. I just wonder what untapped potential is in you just waiting for some healthy interaction with people in your world. All of us have the potential to live in this realm right here, but it's a choice, and here's the kicker. This is exactly how the relationship with God works. The the dinner table are the things that are out in the open, the things that he knows about and I know about. The blind spot represent the areas of our life where God's leaning in and going, hey, you know what, you don't have to behave that way. I've got better plans for you. You don't have to be a a jerk to people. You, You can say no to that thing that you desperately want to say yes to. I'll give you the strength. Hey, you don't have to be the summation of your past. You you don't have to live with the label that other people have given you. Hey, you don't have to do that anymore. I know your father walked out on you, but I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I know you feel like you're separated from who I am, but no, I actually could not be closer to you than I am today. God desperately wants authentic connection with you and me. The problem is that we do the same thing to God that we do to people. So we've settled for shallow interaction or an exchange of information and I lean into God as much as I feel like God is leaning into me. And God's going, no, I I want all of you. In fact, the things that you're trying to hide, which is what the Instagramming component is, you're trying to hide things from me, but you can't hide them from me. In your darkest moment, That was the moment my son was picturing when he crawled on the cross and considered it joy to do so. So in that moment, the moment you want to hide from me, that was the moment I loved you the most. And as we engage in a relationship with God that is authentic, then the untapped potential becomes this realized purpose that God is desperately waiting to see you fulfill. One of my favorite scriptures is found in the last book of the Bible, Revelation 3.20. And it depicts God in, I think, the, the most perfect way. He says, behold, I stand at the door knocking. I stand at the door of your heart. And I don't stop. And if your heart is open to hear my voice, if you're willing to just listen to this feedback, and you open the door within, I will come in and feast with you, and you will feast with me at the dinner table. That's what God's desperate for you. So there's two groups of people in this room right now. There are those of you that have begun a journey with Jesus, and today is about realizing how to take off the blindfold, the blinders, and how to be healthy with full disclosure and to grow in authentic connection. And there are those of us that are here today and you have not begun a journey with Jesus. And that's what today's about. God wants to do great things in your life, but there's a starting point. There always has been and there always will be, and it has nothing to do with becoming a member of the movement church. But it's just simply opening the door of your heart to him. You don't have to get everything right in your past. In fact, you don't have to do anything. He did everything. All you do is say yes to him. And I just want to give you an opportunity to have that holy moment right here, right now. No embarrassment to you. Nobody has to know. But some of you need to begin that journey today. And look at me in the eyes. Some of you have been running from God. And today is your day to come running back. Let's start this journey with him. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody moving, nobody looking around. If you're here and you've never prayed this prayer, or if you're here maybe you prayed it a long time ago, but today's the day to come running back, let me just give you some words to speak, and and you can do so in the quietness of your own heart or in a small whisper, but here's my challenge. Just make these words your own. Just say, dear God, I know that you're real, I know that you love me and that you've given me purpose. I want to experience the fullness of what you have for me, but I'm not perfect. Would you forgive me? And now make these words your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you that you're in this place, you're doing something big, and we thank you that you've created us for healthy, authentic connection. I pray, God, you would help each of us to begin to work on and adjust the things that we need to adjust, to work on and practicing healthy, full disclosure, and God, to practice inviting and listening to feedback, that our connection can become real and we can begin to discover the fullness of what you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Would you email us at info at the And if you're not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Send us an email at infotheocmovement.com at and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.